that's right, uh I finesse my way into this game like left, right, uh Up, down, fuck you saying, what's that check, right, uh Bust downs for the whole team, what it look like, uh And shit, you could tell me Let me get to these facts Ain't no more dancing around it Everybody got that work Somehow I really doubt it Doubt it What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Competent Conversations podcast. My name is Rashard Neal. I'm here with my co-host, Tequan Lino. Uh, this is season two of the Competent Conversations podcast, where the overall theme for the season is placing your power first. So you're going to hear us talk about a lot of different topics, like always, but we want you to keep that in mind as you're listening to these diverse topics, because the essential goal is to have you place your power first. And that's what we try to do every single day by making the most out of ourselves. Yes, I do have my waffle fry shirt on. Don't worry about my diet. Just worry about you. Saquon, what's up, man? Hey, man, what's going on, man? Listen, I love waffle fries, too. But I like the sweet potato ones, you feel me? Sweet potato waffle fries. Coming I soon. That's a- I never had the sweet potato joints, but definitely the regular ones from Chick-fil-A with the Chick-fil-A sauce. I can't even front. Uh, there's some good waffle fries out there besides <laughs> Chick-fil-A, but that's the one I, I could uh, hold say. Hold on, hold on. Is that a Chick-fil-A shirt? Is that what you're telling me? Listen, I'm not telling you nothing. You asking too many questions. See, I don't talk that much. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know any merchandise. I ain't know any merchandise. I can't, I can't give out all the answers like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to hit hey, me man. up. But, but listen, y'all. Today we're talking about leadership. And we felt like that was a real important topic, especially for the men listening. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's female leaders. And a female could be a leader in her own right, in her own domain. But as a man, it's very essential because when we talk about families, at the end of the day, Uh, You have to be the rock. If nothing else happens, if nothing else is able to be figured out, you have to find a way. When all else fails is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to be strong enough to have a sense of direction, be solution-oriented. We're not perfect. I'm not asking anybody to be perfect because Lord knows I'm not perfect. But it's the mindset. It's how you approach it. Are you looking for solutions or are you looking to blame, complain, and have a victim mentality? If you have that, I'm sure you can just guess what kind of life you'll get by living that way. Um, So yeah, leadership goes into multiple different directions uh, and we're gonna unfold that as we speak. But um, Taekwon, when you think of leadership, like what's what's some things that come to your mind? So first thing I think about is just like one man standing against everybody's judgment or anything like that. Being different into, you know, life itself, leading your own path, creating your own path. And then the second thing I think about is like, that same person leading a team, leading maybe a family, like you said. But um, I, I think more so just teamwork, just because there's so many different groups you're going to come into life as. And, um, you know, the family is like the main group you come into, but then you have your, your coworkers or your your peers or whatever. So there's always going to be some type of group. So if you're able to stand out as that one leader who can make his own path, any group that you inherently join in, you're going to be able to lead them and when that comes into play, you got to start thinking about how you influence people. What do your actions do to motivate people? What do your behaviors do? So sometimes we do things that we think, all right, well, fuck it. I might, I might just do this malicious act real quick and nobody's going to notice it. But then if you're a leader, there's always somebody watching you. So then that kind of makes you be more active in, in your decision making. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like uh, accountability is a huge thing when it comes to mm-hmm. leadership. But I also know that a huge part of leadership is um, influence. And whether we think we have a huge influence or not, everyone has some form of influence. 
whether that's your charisma, whether that's money, whether that's your sense of humor, whether you're just leading by example because you love working out, whatever it is, you're influencing someone. It could be an audience on social media. It could be your neighbors, people in your community. Mm-hmm. It could be your family. It could be your girlfriend or boyfriend. It could be friends, right? So you have to always be aware and aware of your actions. And again, I'm not uh, trying to emphasize that anybody should be perfect. But what I'm saying is you have to understand that you hold a certain amount of power. And what you do with it means everything. Because we have leaders who have been corrupt. We have leaders who have done the just thing. So, and I think what goes deeper is what are your principles? What do you stand on as a leader? What are your non-negotiables? What are the things that you hold on a pedestal, whether that's integrity, trustworthiness, character, reliability, hard mm-hmm. work, discipline. We could go on and on. The things like just like a tree, like whatever however good your roots are and your soil is, mm-hmm. that determines how strong that tree is even when the wind blows. Do you fall over because you have weak principles like selfishness, greediness, um uh what's like one when you like trick people like a uh, uh uh, like deceit. Deceiving, yeah, yeah. So, like, what are your principles? And, again, we're going to have two sides of our stuff. We have the shadow side. That is, like, the weaker mm-hmm. side. And, like, it gets the best of us when adversity comes. So you have to learn or try to figure out how do I tap in to the best side of myself even when things come to knock me off because mm-hmm. there's plenty of times where, like, recently I've been changing living situations pretty frequently. And it's because in this entrepreneur journey, like I'm, I'm going, how, do I, how should I say this? It's a risk, but there's also so much freedom in that risk where I'm making money through what I do, even with COVID. But I don't want to really get into a 12 year lease. I mean, I'm sorry, 12 month lease. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> right. Listen, some people who have a house, they're pretty much in a 12-year lease. Well, like a mortgage, but it's almost, you get what I'm saying. But anyway, um, I don't want to go ahead and get into this one-year lease until, like, clientele builds even more. Because, like I said, COVID kind of put everyone on some form of pause or some type of alter in your life. Um, So I want to make sure that before I do that and lock into something, I have those ducks in a row. Now, I'm not opposed to it, but I'd rather do a month-to-month thing where, because the reason why I'm not opposed to it is because as a leader, I have courage too and confidence that I'm going to figure things out and find a way to make ends meet, but I'd rather do it in a more fundamental way of, let me make sure I got long-lasting contracts that are set in stone before I go ahead and do all these other, put all these other obligations on me. So um, I was saying that to say that all that bouncing around and not sure if I'm going to stay here, stay there, um, even uh, dating, like my whole dating situation, like that stuff gets so tricky that it could get me to be off track sometimes. It could it could get me to be like going back to bad habits, different ways of thinking, becoming more stagnant because I'm like things are at a halt or they're confusing or there's this big gray area. How can I be clear enough to move forward? But those listening, those are the times you have to um, c- clutch onto the things 
that give you that peace of mind even more, whether it's your Bible, your gym, talking to friends, journaling, um, whatever it is, you have to clutch onto those things even more during, during those times of adversity right. because as leaders, we're solution-oriented. You said a couple good things. There. You said um, being clutch. And I'm thinking about like Kobe in the background being clutch as a leader. Like People look forward to you shooting that last shot, making that big play, whatever. But you also said something along the lines of when you're in those clutch situations, you still have to have certain people around you that kind of ground you, whether that be friends, family, whatever, whatever. And that's a key thing to remember because when you're being a leader, there's so much pressure put on you that a lot of times that pressure is like insurmountable. It can break you down as well. So a leader is not going to be the only person who rises above all those uh, those crucibles and all those different challenges. A leader is going to rise up more times out of not, but there's certain times where a leader has to lean onto somebody else. So um, I want to try to put it as like, you know, if you're leading a pack, you're like a wolf pack or whatever, those pack members are depending on that one leader. That one leader may have a friend who's leading another pack and he may, you know, defer to him sometimes, whatever, what kind of stress it goes on his day to day or whatever like that. You know what I mean? And I think that's what happens when you start surrounding yourself about other leaders. Because you got to take care of your family regardless, but you still got to surround yourself with people of the same path, people who are doing the same kind of thing. You can't just surround yourself with people who are expecting you to lead them because then they're going to start dragging you down into like this uh, this force that is no longer um, thriving. You know what I mean? They're going to bring you down to their level. So it's always important to find out who you associate with as a leader. Um, also, I was thinking about leadership it come in so many different forms because you said courage and i was thinking back to when i was in vegas we had the um the day in vegas festival and a lot of people have different attributes but then there's certain people who may do something so simple and it's just like a small act of courage that inspires the rest of the crowd so we was doing like mosh pits and then it was doing um I don't know. It was like some push shit. I, feel, I don't know what it's called because this is my first time at this festival. But like, if I was to push somebody, they would end up pushing the next person, like a domino effect kind of thing. It's like a wave, I guess. Right. And right. then the other side will push back, and then you got just mad people just pushing each other back and forth, back and forth. That's an act of leadership as well. Even though the person who started it might have been the person who just tripped and pushed somebody, or they could have been intentional doing it. It doesn't make you a great leader because it's not a great act. Like, yeah, it was fun in the moment. But it doesn't actually make you like a leader to like lead a, a army or some shit like that. You know what I mean? So I mean, there's many different forms of leadership, and I think we should like touch on that as well. I think another um, yeah, there's different forms. Um, like there's leaders of sports teams, there's leaders of the country, there's uh, leaders of a business. But I think another thing, another key element, no matter what, like all those scenarios, all those forms of leadership I just named, like. One thing is being able to plan into the future, like to be able to navigate the ship. You got to be able to navigate. And the way you can navigate is by having some form of layout or plan or an idea of what the future looks like. Kind mm -hmm. of um, how I, uh, I've said before, boarding up the house before the storm comes, which is you have an idea, like what are perceived challenges that are coming down the road? Mm -hmm. Everything's going good right now. But what could go wrong? If this went wrong, do I have everything in place? Now, that doesn't mean sit here and be paranoid and say, oh, well, everything is good right, now. Right. 
how do I um, like how do I prepare for it to go bad and just always thinking negative, but like just being ahead of the game, being ahead of the curve in a sense, or like just being ahead of the problems before they get there. Because mm-hmm. when they get there, it still may make you feel some type of way, but you'll be way more prepared and you could deal with them way quicker. They won't mess you up as much. And that's just a form of growth. It's a it's a form of thinking, like having long-term perspective instead of immediate joy. Because I think someone who may be immature or an immature leader, let's say, they may mm-hmm. get five thousand dollars or you may we all got checks during COVID. Um, some people who own businesses, they got uh, some form of uh, stimulus which I was able to get. And then you have your regular one. Some people would take it to make it look, take it and spend it to make it look like they have a hundred thousand. Some mm-hmm. would invest that ten thousand, let's say, to try to actually get a hundred thousand, even if it takes, let's say, a couple years. So they're thinking long term, and that's the whole thing. We gotta, as a leader, have to think long term. Whether you're leading a family, leading a basketball team, you gotta look at your opponent, watch tape, mm-hmm. see what this one likes to do, what that one likes to do. What are they doing? Pressure situations, so that when that thing comes. It's like I've seen this already. I've been here before. Same thing mm-hmm. with the business. Like that's why mentors are good too. It's good to have a mentor that has that leadership mentality, so that whatever lessons they learn, you may not have to mm-hmm. go through the same ones. Uh, whatever experiences they went through, rather, mm-hmm. you may not have to go through the exact same ones. And if you do, you're way better equipped to deal with it, opposed to if this was just mm-hmm. brand new to you. So that goes back into what you said with support, having that leadership support around you. Right. You had a couple good things there. One, you said boarding up the house before the storm comes. I was thinking in a sense like somebody who's too prepared may end up putting the cart before the horse type of thing. So you don't want to you want to avoid situations where you put the cart before the horse because that can be like really like <laughs> <laughs> yo, you know what? You know what? God trying to be that can, <laughs> that can be really detrimental to the whole preparation, right? Yeah. Because if you put the cart before the horse. What tends to happen is you you can no longer move straight anymore. You can't move straight anymore. So you got to like try to figure out a way to be prepared, but not to be planning too much into plan B. I right. think a lot of times when we plan it to plan B, we say, yo, shit, plan A is going to fail. So I'm going to have this backup plan just in case. So I like how, you know, you said you bought up the house, but you're not boarding up the house. Like You just probably bought up the windows. You're not boarding up the door. You're not trapping yourself in there. You just saying like just in case I'm gonna put this here. So in a sense, it's like saying I got some money I'm gonna put to the side just in case something happens. I'm not gonna invest all my money into this project where I can't bounce back from. So that's a big difference. Where um, I think we need to highlight that just as far as being a leadership, just being prepared to an extent, but not being um, overly calculated. Yeah. And then you said something else, and it made me think like, oh shit, like, a lot of leaders. Okay. Well, no, no. I- a lot of leaders that we sometimes don't realize it, single moms, you know what I mean? Because we look at like the fathers leading a lot of the households, but then there's a lot of single moms, or even if they're not single moms, just mothers in general, they have like such a huge task ahead of them raising kids. Because most of the time when you have the uh, the anatomy of a household, is generally like the father going to work and then the mom raising the kids for X amount of time while the father's at work because men don't get paternity leave. So like a mom has to do a lot. So in that time while she's raising the young, she's leading them to a better life, leading them to a certain lifestyle. And then that job never stops. Same thing with the father. 
But it's just like, I feel like moms are more effective. And that's why they get more shit on Mother's Day. And, you know, we don't got to get into that. But I, I, listen, man, I don't know if I agree with that fully, but that's going to be another episode. Like, because okay. fathers just don't get the credit they deserve if it's a good father. Because there's some mothers that ain't that great, too. So, like, I think it's just been something programmed in us that um, makes us feel like, well, and we are biologically more connected to the mother with, you know, the whole umbilical yeah. cord we grew inside of her. But, like, there's some hell of good fathers out there, too, that don't get the credit they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, going back to leadership, one thing you have to, like, you can't be scared to step outside of the box and take risks because most people want to just uh, live the comfortable life. You have to be ready to rock the boat, like, and make sure that, <laughs> make sure that um, you're, you're out there taking chances. And, and the, thing, the reason why that's important is because if you do ordinary things, you're going to get ordinary results. Yo, why you got that smirk on? What? <laughs> I was just thinking about something else. <laughs> you know, we, we got some inside jokes. We have to put y'all on to those maybe down the line. Um, nothing freaky, but we just it's just a little inside joke. But anyway, so uh, you have to – because the thing is that if you live an ordinary life, you're going to get ordinary results. And listen, everyone has their own ambitions, but I feel like the people that we look to as leaders, it's because they stand out in certain ways, whether that's self-discipline, right? Like they have rules for themselves that maybe the everyday person doesn't follow, whether that's diet. I didn't even mean, <laughs> <laughs> mean to say that. <laughs> You know, you stupid. Yo. Yo, so, all right. So, uh, they have like different rules for themselves. <laughs> no, but, um, so, basically, like, it could be like diet, right? Like, you could be doing something that uh, the typical person doesn't do, like a vegetarian diet, let's say, or because you have your own reasons for that. You have, you did your own research and you feel like I'm secure in this. This is what I feel. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna make this life decision, and that's something that everyone won't do. Um, maybe you want to go travel somewhere because you want to expand your mind. You want to go ahead and get more experiences. You want to go to another side of the world to see how they live compared to how we live. Yo, you don't take that face off. Yo, <laughs> yo that's just like listen to what you're saying, saying bro. Like, it's throwing me off. <laughs> All right, so just turn the camera off, shit. <laughs> now, nah, but. So you may want to travel or whatever um, and broaden your experiences. Um, again, I already said, you know, a million times, build a business. You're stepping outside the box, doing stuff that's not going to make you comfortable. And it can start on a basic level. You may not go for a walk every day, but you say starting tomorrow, I'm going to go for this walk. Or like um, if you're someone who's shy, you're scared to talk to girls, go talk to five girls in one day. Make sure you you get that goal. I don't care if it's the ugliest girl in the world. Sorry, ladies. Like. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's subjective. But, like, it could be a girl that you don't feel is attractive. And low interest in her or something like that. Huh? You might have low interest in that person or whatever like that. But, right, like, right, right. what you're saying is still go talk to them, right? Right, right, right. Okay. So so you go ahead and do that just to get comfortable with talking to the girls because you're not comfortable doing that, right? So, uh, yo, like, And the thing yo. is that, you know, but anyway, so... Uh, that's one thing, but another thing is, um, again, something that you never cooked. You know what I'm saying? So it could be whatever, like you know, right. just doing little things that are new so that you can do it on a grander scale. I'm sorry, y'all. My co-host acting crazy today. Yeah, I see. I wasn't doing that. I'm just like zoned out here. But anyway, 
Zone, I was going to say with uh, the leadership, there's so many different ways in which you could be a leader, but like not every leader requires much of you. And that's another thing that we should address. Like the president of the United States versus the leader of a basketball team or a soccer team or whatever, is you don't really need the same attributes because the job isn't as demanding. So we need to like be cognizant of that as well. Like you don't really have to shape your whole life around being the leader of a basketball team. Like if you just like playing like what is it, like varsity or something like that, you don't have to shape your whole personality, your whole image after that one uh, role. But a natural leader is going to be able to have... Is that one rule? A natural leader is going to be able to have those attributes on display at all times kind of thing. So sometimes they're just being a leader is just like the role that you play in that one position in your day. Other times, it may be like the hat you put on in the morning. I'm a leader from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. And I think that's really you know important to address as well. We don't have to, just because you're hearing this podcast, you don't have to be like, damn, I don't feel like a leader all day long. I got to go ahead and reshape my whole lifestyle. I got to be more confident. I got to have more courage. I got to be more disciplined. Like, It doesn't have to be like that. You just got to figure out and to what roles are you a leadership? It, it, excuse me. What roles are your leadership roles? And how can you shine in those roles? How can you give 100% to those roles? Anything to add? <laughs> well, I'm like dying over there. Because <laughs> you, know, you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, so, um, all right, man. All right, so, of oh, course, yeah. huh? The, the power. The power of what? <laughs> <laughs> the power of being a leading God. spam calls every single day for those who listen to audio i'm sorry you can't see this but like i'm showing the phone right now because i'm tired of this like it's always an unknown name i like every time i turn around i could be doing something important like a podcast i could be driving listening to some music getting it in you know rapping whatever i'm listening to and then i hear and i look it's unknown name and then when i answer hi we want to tell you that you have won five million dollars like yo come on bro stop it and I block these people. They be texting me, taking it to the next level. I'm just like, dude, what's really good right now? But anyway, let's get back to it. One thing I want to talk about is fear, like fear, self-doubt, things of that I nature. Know. I don't know if that light really helped you, bro. Just being honest. I don't know. It's more of a glare on your glasses as opposed to okay. anything else. Listen, let me take it off so y'all know All right, I'm straight. Are right, you straight? I know I'm straight. You straight? Straight. That's the question. All right, so anyway. Um... Okay, so what, So some things that are going to hold us back in our journey is fear and self-doubt. And I think self-doubt is actually a part of fear. So, like, if I hold this water bottle right now, I could say that this water bottle is cold, right? I could say that this can of cashews is blue. If a spider walks in here right now, and I'm sitting here with Taekwondo, I may not be scared of it, and his punk ass might be scared of it, right? So, if two people could have a different reality when it comes to one object, the question is, is that thing real? Like, this is really cold. I can feel it. 
this is truly blue, but that spider doesn't truly carry fear within it. So fear is really a mindset. It's a narrative. It's a story. There's an object or a situation that is occurring, and the story you've told yourself about that is what develops the fear. That's why two people could, like I said, see a spider, one be scared, one not. There's two different narratives going on. So the fact that we write that narrative, the fact that we control that narrative means that we can switch it. We can change the ideas that we have. If you're going out to your first business to make a contract because you just started your business, you want to go get a partner, and you're walking in, you're thinking, I hope I don't say the, the wrong thing. Uh, what if they don't like black people? Uh, what if they don't think I'm qualified enough? You could change that story like, man, I was made for this. I, like, I have ultimate confidence. I'm just mm -hmm. going to be myself when I go in. I'm going to do the best that I can. I love who I am. They're going to be so happy to talk to me, and they're going to love my vibe. I got all my ducks in a row. Um, stuff like that. So basically, in anything, whatever it is, as a leader, the first thing you manage is yourself. Mm -hmm. Because say a king or a leader, anyone that's a role model or in a prestigious position, everyone has that immature view of a boss. He comes in, tells people what to do, all this other stuff. You know, lays the law down for other people. I don't even like that. I don't like telling people what mm -hmm. to do because I damn sure don't like anyone telling me what to do. So a real leader, a real king, governs himself or herself. So you go in, before you go anywhere, with yourself, you have order. You do this at this time. You set up your days, how you want it, what you want to do at what time, where you want to go, how you want to do it what activities you're involved in, what activities you decide I'm not going to do, you have governed yourself. And when you walk into a place, you carry that order. And that order can't help but to rub off on other people. Right. They always say the loudest person in the room is the, is the weakest person in the room. You don't have to say a word. You're just being you. And that order, that com uh, composure of self, people can't help but to see that. It's going to rub off whether you know it or not. The way you talk, the way you speak with your hands while you're speaking, you're not like laughing all crazy all over the place. That shows someone who's sloppy, silly, all over the place. Things aren't that serious. The person who comes in calm, if you're a man speaking in a low tone, mm -hmm. nothing to be too excited about. When you have conversation, you sh you got some smart stuff coming out your mouth. Mm -hmm. um, people may even give you a compliment. Hey, man, I appreciate that. You're like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I'm, You don't got to do all that. That just shows a certain composure. So even if you work hard, let's say you go to a job, everyone else complaining, everyone's like, this is a shitty day, I can't stand this fucking job, mm -hmm. you come in with a positive attitude. You came in today, because I've done this before, you brought lunch for everybody. Like, it was home cooked, don't get it wrong, I wasn't splurging <laughs> like that. But I walked, worked in the office with a few people, and I just brought in lunch. And it was like, I'm here to, like, I'm not falling into that misery mindset that y'all are in, mm -hmm. I'm coming through to uplift the spirits. When you talk to me, I could be going through the worst shit at home. I'm always going to have something positive to say to you. I'm a smile. I'm a cracker joke. There's nothing that's going to knock me off. Energy is infectious. So as a leader, you have to manage your energy. You have to uh, see ahead, like we said. You have to have courage. You have influence whether you know it or not. What I just spoke about also caters to influence where you're self-governed 
for I don't know if this is a word, self-governedness rubs off on other people. That's how you're influencing them because you're you have such control and order of self. You're not perfect. We're not we're humble still. We know that whatever talents and strengths we have, we were blessed with those. So we don't get too crazy about it. But we humbly are confident and we we keep that aura everywhere we go, whether you know, we're in the supermarket, whether we at home chilling, whether we're talking to a friend, whether whatever, we're staying in our frame. Gotta stay in your frame, definitely. I was actually thinking like when you said um so when people they may take like an interview or whatever and they go to like the boss's office and like, oh, what if I'm black and they don't like me? What if I'm not this, that, and the third? Like you gotta have like the utmost confidence about yourself because again, that doubt is gonna create so much fear and it's gonna mislead you. When you go into them interviews, you'll be like, yo, I'm gonna run this motherfucker. Like, yeah, I already know what I'm about to do. Like, I'm about to run this whole thing in a month. Like, yo, it's nothing to me. And that's just like the confidence you carry with you everywhere you go. Any leadership role you do, like, again, with the basketball team, like, at the end of the day, you got to be able to say, we're going to bring the chip home this year. And you got to say that shit every year. I don't give a fuck if it's 82-game season and you got 69 losses. We're going to bring home the chip. Like, if we ain't doing it this year, we're going to do it next year. But you got to go into every game with that mentality of, like, yo, this is the one that may do the, you know, we may make this one count, but it may break us. And at the same time, you don't want to think about the negative. Like, yo, just fuck it. This is the one. This is the one. We're going to win. If you don't win, you got to just dust it off because at the end of the day, we're not be, we're not going to let one thing alter our frame. And that's going to be our solid position in life. So as far as, like he said, with the futuristic view of everything like that, I think it's good to have certain plans. A lot of people have plans, but they also make expectations. And that's where you go wrong. You know, it's okay to say, yo, in the future, I'm going to do this. But when you say, um, I'm going to move across country and I'm going to have it done by next week and you don't got no bread to your name, that's a crazy ass expectation. Plus, yeah. things like COVID happen, you know what I mean? So to expect something and then have the setback, you're going to be putting too much, too many of your eggs in the same basket to not really, um, you, know, you got to diversify your portfolio in a sense. You can't just keep saying, I'm a sh- I should do this. This should happen by then. Plan for the worst, expect the best. But don't hold those expectations too high. Like just something I um something I heard from the minimalist podcast a while ago. It was like remove expectations and set standards. Mm. So what they mean by that is just like have a standard level of whatever status quo criteria, whatever. Have a standard level, something that you're not gonna let anything undermine you type shit. So a standard level of respect. You don't expect people to respect you, but when they don't respect you, when they undermine you, then you put their ass in check type shit. You know, you can't expect everybody to respect you, but, you know, I have this standard for myself. And if you're out of line, I'm going to let you know right off the bat. Like, yo, I don't play like that, playboy. Yeah, we don't do that over here. Exactly. So, so, and that's, exactly. That's like the leadership kind of vibe you got to put out there. Like, you know, you're standing up for yourself, you're standing up for your teammates, you're standing up for whoever you're leading. You know what I mean? Keep that standard going. I like that. It's cool. Yeah, facts. I had another thing about um, leadership that was on my mind. It completely went out of my mind. Um, you got anything else to say? Because it'll come back to Something me. about inspiration? Or is it something you wanted to say? Uh, uh, well, I was going to say, in addition, um, you just said something about the boss role versus the leadership role. And I think, you know, I like how you accented that because there's so many different ways people can sit there and say, 
I'm the boss of this company, therefore I'm the leader. It's not always true. Just because you have a leadership role, that doesn't make you an innate leader. At the same time, a boss just tells people what to do, whereas that leader inspires you to do that. That leader makes you want to be a part of the team. A lot of times, like you said, you go to work and people are in a, in a grumpy-ass mood. It's because they're just being told what to do. You know what I mean? Like if, if the boss was to come in on some leadership shit, he may come in and be like, hey, guys, you know, I know we had a rough couple of days. I got some coffee. It's on me type shit. We're going to reach this goal together. You know, we're going to start by doing this. Like you kind of delegate the ideas or the plans to everybody. And each person feels like they are part of a team. Like, we're going to reach this goal together. As opposed to me saying, hey, you know what you're supposed to do? Get right on that shit. And I go to my office and chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You got your thought back? Nah, I definitely don't. <laughs> it was a good one, too. That's what gets me annoyed. Yeah, I love that thought, too. <laughs> something, off, something off of what you said in your last little spiel, it popped in my head and it went out that quick. Mm. But let's see where else we could go with it. Um, oh, I got it now. Okay, so guys, at the end of the day, like in all seriousness, our time is rented on earth. Mm. When you have a lease, let's say you have a car payment, you may have an apartment, you know that there's a certain amount of time before that lease runs out. And every month you pay your rent on it. Every day we're paying our rent to be here on earth. You're giving whatever you believe in, universe, God, nature you're paying the fact that you're here because we know death is only one of the only things promised mm -hmm. that means that you know that there's a certain span before you actually just disappear in this form which i actually i'm gonna do a, i'm actually gonna, my next video is going to be talking about different dimensions trying to plug I, your whole setup huh little plug, little plug, <laughs> but like it just reminded me because i might even do it when we get off but um because it's a real deep topic. But anyway, um, so every day you wake up and you're alive and you have breath and you can walk and you can talk. And I know we all have certain disabilities. Everyone has a disability of some sort. But like, and I like the word disability opposed to handicap because disabled, you can make an ability. You can switch it. A handicap is like your cat. So that's just a little side topic. But anyway, um, Every single day, what are you doing to like show your appreciation to be here, to add value, to pay back, to pay whatever you believe brought you here back for bringing you here? Just like you pay that landlord every month, you're really paying like you could divide it into how many days are in a month. That's how much you're paying every single day. Whatever um, your purpose is, be a leader in it. Don't do it just to half-ass it. Everyone can be a leader. Because a leader also knows when they need to back up. Like sometimes the sun is here and then it leaves and it lets the moon shine and then it comes back. We can share stuff by still being leaders. It's a mentality. So when you're here, how can you not only find your purpose, but be a leader in it? Have some integrity behind what you do. Have some authenticity behind what you do. Have some conviction behind what you do. That is how you can go to sleep every single night feeling good because I gave him my all. A relationship, I went hard in that relationship. A job, I went hard in that job. A business, I went hard in that business. Um, my family, I went hard, I was there. I did whatever I could for my family. That's a great feeling when you lay down, when you read books, when you're studying in college. I went hard that semester. Like, I, w I 
so I was gonna say something else, but like I went crazy. I went crazy during that semester. Like that's a great feeling, and you could lay down feeling like I don't want to say prideful because I know too much pride could be a bad thing, but you feel like like righteous. You feel like you're proud of yourself. Like you feel like yo, I did a good thing. Like I'm giving it what I got. That's a great. You feel content. That's what it is. You feel that content feeling, and then when we sleep. We have a little gap to restore and get back to it because we're awake more hours than we're asleep. We're here mm-hmm. to do something. So those of you who are late on your bills, meaning you're late paying rent to whatever the nature, God, universe, y'all got to get up on y'all shit. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it with y'all because when we're talking nice, sometimes people don't get that. This mm-hmm. shit is, is real deal. This podcast may not always be here. So when you're listening at this moment, it's for a reason. And I'm telling you, to get up off your ass if you've been slacking, if you've been procrastinating, mm-hmm. because you have no idea what is waiting for you on the other end. You don't have this magnetic pull to a craft or a purpose for no reason. You were given that. That's a gift. Now, people may say, how is that a gift? Because it requires hard work. It's a it's it's a talent that you have. What you have a pull to, mm-hmm. the next person cannot do as good as you. Even if they're in that same field, that same niche, you do it a little different. So that's why you should go hard because you were given this opportunity and you, and if you're not going hard, that means you're taking it for granted. What do I mean taking it for granted? Oh, I have tomorrow. Tomorrow will be here. Guess what? Mm-hmm. The guy behind me, he didn't know he was going to die in a plane crash, but he worked his ass off every single day where even though he died at 41, he did five times the amount of stuff that the average person does in a full lifespan. Why? leadership Mm -hmm. mentality people call it mama mentality Mm -hmm. this is not a game guys you're not here for shits and giggles sure we can have fun times recreation times go to a barbecue you have a drink every now and then you're hanging out with your friends you're chilling with your girl rubbing her ass while you're watching tv there's time for that but the most important thing all that should come secondary Mm -hmm. the most important thing is you fulfilling what you were designed to do. That's dope. I think one of the things you um, said was um, if somebody's in the same field as you, but you have a natural pull to whatever crap that is, it reminds me of the saying of um, hard work always beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. So just to reverse that, if you have a talent for something, you have a natural affinity for it, you're going to have a natural growth, a natural acceleration to that. Whereas somebody's going to be working hard because they want to prove that they're better than you. They want to prove that they belong here type of shit where you naturally belong here. So if you got that hardworking person always beating the talent, once talent works hard, they're going to surpass that person by an insurmountable amount of, you know, whatever skill. So I think that that's important to realize that if you do have that um, natural pull to something, don't take that shit lightly. You know, always give it your all. Um with the whole Kobe Bryant idea of uh, 24, the significance behind that 24 is to signify that you have 24 hours in one day, right? Yeah. So the 24 hours in your day. But his mindset was, I'm on 24-7. It's -hmm. it's all day, every day. That was the idea. It's all day, every day. So when his his calling was basketball, so the 24 hours was, I'm going to practice off-court as much as possible, and I'm going to be great on court as much as possible. And his whole day was scheduled around that. But he would, you know, wake up early, go practice, 
um, take his daughter to school, come back, relax, go back to the gym, practice, pick him up from school. All right, cool. We have a little family time. Go back to the gym, practice. All right, it's game time. You know, his whole life was scheduled around his craft. Now, it's different when you're in the NBA. It's different when you have all your bills and everything like that paid. But it's not impossible to catch up to where he was at. And I say that because, like Rashard said, if you have your bills that are behind due or anything like that, start playing catch up. Start getting those things done because you can also pay ahead of time. You know what I mean? So if you create an environment in which you are financially free, then you can start dedicating those 24 hours to a more meaningful purpose. You don't have to sit there and just, you know, be be hindered by life's um, taxes, I guess you can say. And, you know, obviously I mean like whatever expenses you have in life or whatever situations pop up. That's what I mean by taxes there. You can always have that room to grow and a room to excel as long as you prepare a certain amount of, um, for a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with debt if you put it in perspective. Because, you know, a moral person may feel like, yo, I'm indebted to my parents forever. They brought me here because they're the physical form of what we do. I mean, of, of, of how we got here, I'm sorry. But I don't want to get into it. I'm not saying that in a negative way, guys. I'm just putting an example out because this is where I'm going with it. Say you do follow that purpose. Why do you mm-hmm. think rappers, the first thing they do is buy their mama house? They feel indebted to that person. It's not really a bad thing. It's like I lent you something so that you can, and hopefully you would give it back to me. What do we mean by that? Your parents lent you something when they stayed up with you every single night and did homework with you. They lent you something when they taught you how to be a man or how to be a woman. They lent you something when you had Christmas. They lent you something when you had a good birthday. They nurtured you. So by you, by them watering that seed and you growing and sprouting out and going out and making something of yourself, Mm -hmm. that is a form of we paid it forward. We paid it for you now because everyone doesn't have that opportunity. Now you are growing because of that. You've reaped the benefits of that labor, and it's just the right thing to do. I'm not saying you have to, but in my heart, I feel like though I went through a bunch of ups and downs with my parents throughout my whole life, like mainly my teenage years, mm-hmm. I would still feel like, yo, I have my pops, yo. I, I can't even imagine the sacrifices he had to make to make sure I was good. I got my mom's, yo. She hustled her ass off. I can't imagine the sacrifices she had to make when I wasn't even thinking in that dimension when I'm seven years old. I have no idea. I'm just wondering, why can't you just give me the game? Or why can't you do Now I understand, like, yo, you understand how much it costs to live here? Like, bro, do you understand what we're going through? And not only you, I got two other mouths to feed and, and whatnot. And well, we got to try to, you know, you know, they may want to get each other stuff and whatever. So they could be having relationship issues. Who knows, right? Our parents gave us a lot of sacrifices, so that's why um, you may feel indebted to pay it forward. That was just me playing off what you said, but um, the next thing I really wanted to get into was, okay, so with the last thing I said about, you know, we're renting time here, what else you gonna do? Like, what else are you gonna do? So you're gonna just sit on your ass every day, watch TV, be a bum, not make anything of yourself, Smack yeah. God in the face. Sounds good to me. I'm, I'm cl- I don't care that you gave me this goal, this purpose. I'm not um, following it. I'm not going to be the best person I could be for this woman who loves me, but she just wished that I would rise to my full potential. 
if you're the oldest sibling, I'm not going to be a leader for my brothers and sisters under me because it's just easier this way. But guess what easy gets you? A hard life. You do the hard shit, you get the easy life. And it's about investment. Life should be thought of, if you're, again, we're talking about leadership, you should be thinking of life as investment because sit on the couch, eat shitty foods, fart in the bed, do nothing all day. What do you get in return? Bad health, no money, people don't want to be around you. You're not, you don't even feel good about yourself. I don't care what anybody says. The people who do that, and I'm not knocking what I'm about to say because I've been there, that's depression. They don't want to be like that. The people who choose to be like that, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be getting your ass up and you have two legs to walk. Some people literally don't. You have two hands. Some people don't have any arms and they eat with their feet. I've seen it in Miami. You can speak. Some people are mute. You can hear, you can see. You get where I'm going with it. Like We take that basic stuff for granted because we think it's basic, but it's just like if you're dating someone and you don't have them anymore, you're like, damn, I wish I had them. I wish I appreciated it when I used to have it. Or you had something in your house that you don't really care about, like there's one frying pan. You're like, oh, it's a regular frying pan. You lose it. You want to make bacon now or whatever or this special meal. You're like, damn, I wish I had that pan. Even the basic things that we walk by every single day or that we have every single day that we don't pay attention to, they're special. They're a blessing. You may have taken it for granted in your mind because the world has distracted you that because you don't have a Benz right now or a big-ass house or the hottest girl that's out there because you don't have that, you don't have nothing. That's bullshit, yo. We're blessed every single day. And if we reframe our mindset like that, how much how many of us would be in a more positive attitude? Like seriously, man. Like if you have these gifts that I'm talking about, these blessings, get up and do something. Now I'm not telling you what you gotta do. You could work a nine to five job. When you go in that job, you be the brightest light up in there. Use your strengths and your your gifts and like maximize them and see what happens you may end up traveling the world and go to different corporations of the business you work in like you never know where to bring you like it's just about feeling good about yourself being content with life and when you die you say i gave it my all i went hard like and that's it it's a great feeling and again what does this all come back to placing your power first this is the power within us all right so i think we're about to pretty much wrap it up because we said a lot but i just want to um just chime in real quick the one thing you just were saying about like how our parents lent us this and lent us that like i don't really agree with that see i don't think our parents lent us anything i feel like when you're a parent and you're in that leadership role you give without expecting them to receive anything you know what i mean and i think that's what all leaders end up doing you know like when you give that inspiration to your team you don't really expect them and again like i said no expectations you don't really expect them to come back 10 years later like yo you really inspired me you know i end up starting my own business here's 10 million dollars because i got it like that you know what i mean you don't really expect a crazy ass return um when you're leading and like in a family household or like leading kids or whatever you want them to be their own individuals you want to give them as much as possible so that they can be free thinkers and kind of shape the world in their own image so you don't really expect them to say, you know, 
all right, mom, I made it, I'm successful, here's a house. That's off the kid's moral high road or whatever. Like, the kids do that because they want to give back. They feel like, yo, my, I wouldn't be here without my parents. My parents gave me everything. They expected nothing. So here's something I can give without expecting nothing as well. So I don't really feel like, you know, I don't really feel like we lend anything. I feel like we just give everything that we have. And um, same thing with Colby. Like, when he gave everything he had to the team, the organization, the game itself, when he was able to retire, he was like, yo, I'm good. I left it all on the court. I have nothing else to give. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I never, so said, I think, yeah, I never, said, I never said the parents said that you're in debt. I said a moral person, if you're a moral person like myself, I said, I feel indebted. I didn't say that they're doing it to make you feel in debt. Like as a father, I would never, I, I'm going to do that because like my primal instinct says, I want to be the greatest father that I can. But what I was saying is the blessings that we have, like, when you start to look around at the world, you're like, damn, like, I was really taken care of. I was blessed. That makes me feel indebted. So I was talking about the person who's actually being a leader, following their purpose. Once mm -hmm. you're winning, you're going to, again, if you're a moral type of person, you're going to start thinking in your head, how did I get here? Oh, yeah, well, my mom did the homework with me. Well, my dad told me how it was to be a man, all this type mm -hmm. of stuff. You're going to feel indebted. Because I know you had mentioned debt. I forgot in what way you mentioned it earlier. So I would just playing off because you were saying like it's kind of like a bad thing but i was like actually no let's actually run with that like it's okay to feel indebted it's okay to feel like yo i owe someone something because they blessed you with what you, like you wouldn't a piece of you wouldn't be the same that it is now if you didn't mm -hmm. have them before you so in in theory you're indebted and, and that's just a moral feeling they didn't do it to say you owe me now because if they did it wouldn't mean as much and they probably wouldn't have done it to such a high mm -hmm. degree because they were waiting for a return when you couldn't even give it to them as a kid so I wasn't saying that. Like, I wasn't mm -hmm. saying that they're saying nah, they're making you was, feel indebted. Okay. Now, nah, when you said lent, like my parents lent this, they lent that, they lent. That's what I was like referring to. Like they don't lend us anything. They always just give us all they have type of shit. So um, maybe you didn't want to use the word the lend as like, all right, cool. The debt thing I was rent and all that stuff. The debt thing I was referring to was pretty much like the financial debts because like when I was talking about the mama mentality. It's easy for Colby to wake up every single day knowing he's got a million dollar, well, multi-million dollar contract and his family's taking care of, his house is taking care of, and all he has to do is be responsible as far as driving his kids to school and coming back home and having a whole day to essentially work out. A lot of us don't have that time to sit there and work out because we do have to work eight hours here, get eight hours of sleep, and then eight hours of something else, you know what I mean? So um, I was saying, though, if you have those financial debts that hold you back, what you want to do is try to find a way to financial freedom as soon as possible so that you can fully utilize that 24 hours in the day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. And that, now that, that we're on the same page. Oh, that, comes with, that comes with seeing ahead too. Like when you're making your mm -hmm. money, put some stuff to the side so you can be happy in 10 months because mm -hmm. we've been programmed to want instant gratification. I gave you this, give me something. That's the employee mindset. That's not a financial freedom mindset. So mm -hmm. someone who is in a financial freedom mindset, excuse me, they're going to actually, they're going to be able to see that road. They're going to be able to see what do I want my life to look like soon? I'm tired of where I'm at now. What do I want my life to look like in the next year, in the next two years, whatever it is, and they'll make the adjustments possible. They have no problem working two jobs or two and a half if you have to. Some work three. You're not going to work one and just sit on the ass and be like, damn, it's just like I dealt a bad hand. Nah, it's not mm -hmm. going down like that. We're going to rise to the occasion because we have the ability to.
No, I definitely feel that. And that's all like just being a leader. Like it's gonna be a burning desire inside you to do something different, to make a change. And sometimes you don't always know what it is, but you know that something's gotta give. So being a leader is always gonna force you to rise above any fucking negative situation that occurs. And you're gonna find a way through. And um even if you don't know what the hell is going on, like a leader is always gonna sit back and look at the situation and examine it like, yo, I just got put in this shit situation. I got dealt a shit hand for some odd reason, but I'm not going to sit there and take no for an answer. I'm going to find a way to rise above this. I'm going to excel. Watch me. Like, you can put me in a, in a fucking jungle. I'll come back leading the pack type shit, you know? Yeah. That's going to be the leader mentality. And again, leadership takes its form in many different aspects of life. So it doesn't got to be like, yo, um, I'm the leader of this team and we just got dealt a shit hand. So now, I, you know, that's one role. It doesn't always have to be a teammate role. It could be like, damn, my house just burned down. I don't know how we're going to get back from that shit. And you find a way to get back from that shit. You know what I mean? Again, working the two or three jobs or whatever the case may be. That's a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to wrap it up, guys. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed this discussion. We really um, try to pour into those who listen because we're trying to follow our purpose by doing that. We're trying mm-hmm. to practice what we preach and be leaders in our gifts, in our field, in our mm-hmm. craft. And hopefully this inspires you to do your own thing, whether that's start a podcast, whether that's just get up and get up on your A-game, right? Mm-hmm. So we just want to thank you all for listening. Keep tuning in. This whole season's theme is placing your power first, and I hope you got that sense by listening to this episode. So where you can find me is on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. At Rashard Neal, that's R-E-S-H-A-R-D-N-E-A-L. I have to spell it because people butcher the name sometimes. Uh, YouTube, type in that same name. You're going to find the video, the visual version of this podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. Check out my website, RashardNeal.com. I got a book coming soon. Be on the lookout for that very soon, within the next month. Um, I'll let you guys know officially when it is out. Uh, clothing line is going to be revamped and uh, that's what I got going on so Taekwon talk to him man yeah yeah we want to just again thank you guys for listening thank you guys for tuning in you can find me at Taekwon Lino on Facebook Instagram Snapchat is all I do is fit email is all I do is fit at gmail.com and like Bashard said we're going to be doing um well hold on I'm about to just give it away because you didn't even say it yet we're going to start doing giveaways shortly and some of those items are going to be um, part of the clothing line that he's revamping. I might start one myself. I was thinking about it. I'm trying to connect with the right people as well. But we are going to start doing some merchandising soon as well for the what's podcast. The, what's that new shirt, man? What, what is that? It looks like a little. Oh, song. oh, see, see, this is this is the logo. All I do is fit. Actually, what I was doing with this shirt, real quick. Um, what I was doing with this shirt is like, I was trying to fill out certain vendors. So I was like, let me buy one shirt, a sample shirt. I want to wear it and then wash it as many times as possible. Because sometimes when you get these shirts. You like the fabric feels good and everything like that, but sometimes the logos and everything like that fades over time. So I'm just trying to like give it that that real um, hardcore testing. See, make sure that it holds up against its um, hold up with its integrity and shit. And it's, it has, it has. But um, the only thing I don't like about this company is that their um, sizing chart or whatever it was just like it wouldn't allow, allow me to make the logo bigger. So I'm still filling out other companies, but you know we're working, we're working over here. So like I, mean, I said, merchandise is coming soon. That that sound looks good. I'm not gonna lie, it fits. It fits. All I do is fit. <laughs> All right. On that on that note, guys, we will talk to you next time. Take care.
Peace. 20 dub, we really aiming for the head this year. We ain't wait for a seat at the table, we pulled up a chair. And the view is so beautiful from here, I might shed a tear. I ain't moving.